Welcome back to the Blue Corner. We're back for another season, back for another preview. And this time we're looking ahead to our Fulham game at Goodison on Saturday. Once again, joined by Ellis, as always. And how are you looking forward to the new season, mate? Can't wait. I feel like it's been way too long, even though it's been a short preseason. I've missed it so much and I just want to be back at Goodison on Saturday now. Yeah, same. You know, I've I've missed it a lot, and I'm actually looking forward to the season, contrary to popular belief. And you know, I had the I had the tendency to be a little bit negative towards the end of last season, but I am looking forward to us being back. But you know, we might as well start with ourselves. You know, we can look at Fulham in a bit. Um, what are we thinking? Right, I'm thinking it's going to be an interesting team selection to start with because where are the wingers? <laughs> They're gone. <laughs> McNeil injured, Dan Juma potentially injured, so we could find ourselves with no wingers ahead of this game. Dan Juma might be fit, we don't know about it, but I imagine they're probably going to go with that similar Christmas tree formation that we saw against Sporting. Yeah, I agree. I think if we were to have Dan Juma fit, and only Dan Juma fit, because you know, in the in the absence of Damari Gray, who, who may be leaving the club, as we know, um, it would look a little bit imbalanced. I think you'd have to play Dan Juma through the middle as a striker in a two and, and maybe go with a 4-4-2. Uh, but again, that, that banks on the fitness of Dominic Calvert-Lewin, doesn't it? And I, I don't think Neil Mopé and Dan Juma up front together will be the, the best pairing in the world. I think that would be a little bit worrying. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it is a little bit of a headache for Dyche, isn't it? Um, you know, that there is, there is room for manoeuvre. I think... We have a decent-looking midfield now. I think Amadou Onana was fantastic in Sporting, wasn't he? He had a really good game. And, you know, Idrissa Gay compliments him well. Um, again, we've said it for the last season, haven't we? Attacking options, that's going to be our issue. And I, I, I don't see where the goals are going to come from on, on Saturday, unfortunately. I think if Dan Juma's fit, fantastic. Uh, you've got to try and start him in, in any system or, or way that you can. Um, but, yeah, the, the worry for me is goals once again. We're, we're, we're back again. <laughs> Yeah, we do need goals, but I'm hoping that with a bit of a pre-season under the belts and hopefully a bit of coaching, I imagine that we might create chances a bit better and hopefully take them a bit better. I hope they've been practicing the finishing because that's one thing that we really need to sort. But yeah, I think the team is going to look a bit similar to why it was against Sporting. Dan Juman needs to play if he's fit. And if I was to go with that Christmas tree formation that we say, I'd be having Onana and Idrissa Gay as the two sitting. And then I'd have Iwobi, Decore, and who else would we have? I mean, it's probably going to be Neil Mope, isn't it, realistically? But I, again, I I'd, wouldn't be too disheartened if he started Lewis Dobbin. I know it's probably a little bit soon to to throw him into a, a Premier League game. And as Dyche said, he has had a good pre-season, pre-season but he is still young. So I think, I, I mean, I wouldn't be too disheartened if, if Lewis Dobbin did play. However, uh, it, it probably is going to be Neil Mope, isn't it? Yeah, I do think it is going to be. I think having Iwobi and I imagine Decore as kind of the two that are going and helping out, you'd hope that they can get up the pitch and support whoever is the number nine. And if it is Mope, I hope he reflects the performances that he's played in pre-season where, yes, he's not scored and, yes, he's missed chances, but it's a new season, fresh start, and he's been okay with linking up in pre-season. He's kind of dropped in a bit. And I feel like if you understand his role better then you could get more out of him. I know that people don't rate him and stuff, but I feel like if he, if we have runners beyond him, that's probably his ideal role. And while he's still at the club, we may as well make use out of him the proper way. And if he starts, that's what I'd be doing. Dobbin's a very interesting point, actually, because we, who knows if he's ready for the Premier League yet. But the big thing is he's an unknown quantity. So 
Fulham won't have really prepared for him. And we know he's we know he's quick, we know he's dynamic, and we know he's brave as well. He's a young lad, and he just wants to prove himself on the big stage. So he's had a great preseason. So I don't see why not. In my opinion, I don't think he's fully ready for Premier League football yet. That's just my personal opinion. I think he he needs to find that little bit more of a cutting edge and a little bit more of a yeah, a little bit more strength in in, in tackles and and strength in in one v ones. I think once he finds that as a footballer, he's he's more than capable of of having the ability to be a Premier League footballer. But at the moment, uh, it for me, he just lacks that a little bit. But the only way you're going to get that is through Premier League experience. And I think if we're in a team that is lacking numbers up front, why not throw him up there? I think he's got a better chance of hitting the target than Neil Mope has. And that's just my personal opinion. But I think we have another dilemma, don't we, at the other end of the pitch and who's going to start at centre-back. And I think, obviously, the news today that James Tarkowski is fit to play against Fulham, I think is absolutely huge for us because without him, we do look a lot, lot lighter at centre-half in terms of quality and in terms of bodies. So... I think with James Tarkowski, that, that there is a question mark of who is going to say, who is going to play next to him in in that number two centre back role. And for me, it has to be Jared Branthwaite. I know Dyche is a little bit reluctant to play him, maybe after him coming back from the under twenty one Euros ten to fourteen days later than the the rest of the squad did for pre season. So he's maybe not up to that Dyche fit level as we've seen with with players in previous times. Um, but for me, the, the quality shows with Jared Branthwaite. He's had a really successful year with with PSV on loan. And for me, he, he looks the real deal. And he's, he's definitely a Premier League centre center half in the making. So why not play him? I think he, he's, in terms of ability, he's better than Ben Coffrey and Michael Keane and, and certainly Mason Holgate. So why not throw him in there? He's someone who I definitely want to get minutes next season because what's the point in having young players if you don't play them? And he's come from PSV. He's had a year in a top league, uh, not the biggest of leagues, but a good league nonetheless. And he's won trophies and he's scored goals. Obviously, the centre-back's job isn't just to score goals, but he seems quite composed, maybe a bit too composed sometimes. But I imagine that'll come with time. And he'll have experienced heads around him, won't he? He'll have James Tarkovsky and he'll have Ashley Young nearby. So mm. I think they could kind of help him through the game as well. So he's going to be up against quite a good team in Fulham, which we'll go on to. But I feel like you've got to put him in because... You know, start off how we mean to go on. Let's get this lad in. Put your faith in him and give him that massive confidence boost. Yeah, 100%. I think, with as you say there, with Ashley Young, he's got the experience around him and Jordan Pickford behind him. I think he'll be relatively calm with the with the nature of player that he has supporting him in games like that. And I think with Fulham, they're not going to be the most... Um, let's just say that they're not going to be the most quality team that we play this season in terms of attacking, attacking power and, and attacking ability. So... Why not ease him into a into a game like this? We've got a few decent fixtures coming up in in the weeks to come. You know, with Aston Villa, I know they've got a lot of firepower up front, but they have just lost Buendia today. But I'm probably thinking a little bit too far ahead at the moment. We'll stick to Fulham, and it probably brings us on quite nicely to Fulham, doesn't it? In, in terms of their team, and they've had quite a, a, a rocky window. Let's just say they've they've had a few outgoings and a and a few bus stops in in terms of uh, a certain striker. It's certainly not been short of drama, has it, for Fulham and. Marco Silva's even been linked with a move away, hasn't he? Which he decided not to take in the end. But the certain striker that you're saying, Alexander Mitrovic, a player who I just absolutely love. I think he's a fantastic striker, such a threat, such a bully for defenders. But there's a chance he might not play. There's also a chance that he does play. He threatened that he would never play for the club again if they don't let him move. But things seem to have softened a bit now. And Marco Silva reckons he's committed to the cause and ready to play on Saturday. So how important is it for Fulham that Mitrovic is starting up front for them? 
Um, I think it's important. You can't underestimate underestimate the importance of it because he, as you say, there he's a top player. He's a bully for defenders, and I think he is a a very good striker at Premier League level. However, they have spent a decent amount of money on Raul Jimenez from Wolves, and you know he he wasn't the player that he was maybe three four years ago. But there's, there's still a player in there, and there's still goal scoring ability. So the, he is a player that we have to watch out in the event of an absence for Alexander Mitrovic. Uh, for me, they, they've just lost that that edge on the wings. They had two fantastic wingers, didn't they? And Manuel Solomon, who's gone to Tottenham, and Willian, who's been linked with a move abroad. So I think for me, it is imperative for Fulham that Mitrovic does play because he is their only sort of last shining light in terms of attacking ability. And I think he is their only source of goals this season, which could be a worry for them. Yeah, I agree with you in the sense that Jimenez isn't like a complete fall off in quality compared to Mitrovic he obviously has qualities but he is not the same player that he was he's at 32 now and since his terrible injury which we feel awful for that's like an absolute terrible injury for someone in the career to have the head injury and obviously his he thrives on heading the ball as well so I'm sure Mm -hmm. that has affected him but he's such a good player in the link up so I feel like he'll still be a threat but Mitrovic for me if you don't have him Fulham are not the same team. And last year, they overperformed their XG so much, and I'd say largely because of him. So they scored a lot more goals than you'd think they would. And I think that's because of how good a finisher he is. So to take him out, they're relying on Leno's heroics in goal, probably to stop themselves like losing games. So I think we have got a bit of a chance there without him. And I also think without Jao Polina, we've also got a chance because he is now out of that game. So their key midfielder... I feel like that could help us win the midfield battle, which could help us win the game. Yeah, see, so yeah, that was an aspect I was going to come on to as well. I think we're, we we were forgetting a, a major aspect of Fulham's team, and it's how good they are in midfield with Harrison Reed and Polina and how complementary they are of each other. Um, for me, the, the, the absence of Polina in this game massively plays into our hands because it, it gives licence to Rome for Amadou Onana and Idris Gay. I think... With, with those kind of players in our midfield against Fulham's midfield, um, I think it's going to be huge for our chances because we are a team that, that likes to win a midfield battle and, and likes to do the, the simple stuff well. So if we if we have an edge in that midfield battle, I think it'll only increase our chances at the forward end of the pitch. And, you know, finding balls into Decore and Iwobi, if we were to play that narrow formation and, and have, you know, a, a, a two attacking midfielder formation rather than a, and a wider formation. I think if we were to win that midfield battle and and be able to play more balls into them, I think it will it'll just increase our chances tenfold and and give us a better chance of winning the game because you know this this game is is not going to be a pushover for either team. It's it's going to be a, a real tough battle and I think both teams are looking at it saying that they can win, but it's probably a game that both teams that could think they could lose as well. So I think it really does hang in the balance and I think any edge that you can find definitely will help us. Yeah, I agree. And I think if Iwobi and Decore are playing in that narrow kind of attacking midfield pairing, like you said, I imagine that the Dice would want them to progress past the striker if it is Neil Mope. And I'd hope that Mope would come in, link it up, and then you'd have some charging runs into the box from Decore and Iwobi. And I think a key battle could be a bit further back. We, we Like you said, we like to win midfield battles. And with Amadou Onana, who's looked fantastic this preseason, him up against Harrison Reed could be quite interesting because Harrison Reed is underrated, isn't he? But Onana's a bully, isn't he? He's a massive player as well. So I imagine the physical advantage would mean he'd win that. So I'd be quite confident that we can really compete with Fulham. So I'm feeling slightly optimistic, which might change come the nerves pre-match day, but I'm feeling optimistic at the minute. I've got to be positive to start the season, haven't I? And I'm going to go with, 
uh, a 2-1 Everton win. I think that's a, that's probably a, a positive enough prediction to think that we can get the victory. How about you? What are you thinking? I'm going to go with the trusty 1-0. I don't feel like we'll be flooded with goals in this game. And I feel like we can keep Fulham out, especially if they don't have Mitrovic. So I think it'll be one of the classic Sean Dyche 1-0s. Job done, no goals conceded, and hopefully three points on the board ahead of the new season. Yeah, I mean, I look forward to it. We're, we're both going into that with a lot of optimism, aren't we? We are, and hopefully we have the optimism by the end of it. I'm really hoping this season will be a good one because we need it, don't we? I mean, we just need a boring season, don't we? I think a season where we finish mid-table, I'll be very happy with. And I think most of our fan base will probably be quite happy with as well. Just a season where, where not much happens and we have a nice chilled year. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully this chilled year starts on Saturday against Fulham. But that is all for our preview of the Fulham game on Saturday, 3pm. The Premier League is back. We can't wait. Let us know your thoughts in the comments and please do message us on social media as well. Speak to you in a bit.